Blog Talk Radio. Stevie B's Media Production is a part of the Shellcaster Network. The proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ by members of the Churches of Christ. With your host, Stevie R. Butler. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. Oh 
You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. Good evening, wherever you're on the world listening to this radio broadcast. Stevie B, Media Production presents What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. I'm your host this evening, Stevie R. Butler. And this radio show is being broadcast from Stevie B, Media Production at the Carolina Studio in the great state of North Carolina. Ladies and gentlemen, we are just grateful for the privilege to bring you a program where we as Christians and members of the Churches of Christ can share our faith and preach and teach the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ on a weekly basis. If you'd like to contact us while we're on the air this evening, just give us a call to the live show at 713-955-0508. Or you can go to the Blog Talk Radio website and listen to the show live there. There are over 1,700 live shows on Blog Talk Radio at this hour. And you'll consistently find this radio show on pages 1 through 4 of that website. I just looked at it before I came on the air and I saw this show on page three, but since I'm on the air now, the show has probably moved up to page two or one. That's normally how they do it. If you have any questions or comments for my, any of my co-hosts on this broadcast, you can send your emails to my new email address, butlersteve1009 at yahoo.com, or you can call Stevie B Media Production at the Carolina Studio at 910-491-6405. Now again, this program is brought to you by members of the Churches of Christ. And if you need any assistance in locating the congregation, please feel free. To, if you, for, please feel free to contact us if you're looking for a congregation in your area. Now, on tonight's broadcast, we have a special edition. This is the third Tuesday of the month. And my co-host, Dr. Antherica Lane, she's a board-certified obstetrician and gynecologist from the Great Road Church of Christ there in Cincinnati, Ohio. She'll be hosting her show this evening, Conversations with Dr. Lane. Enjoy your listening experience. Take it away, Dr. Lane. Stevie B Media Productions presents in collaboration with Lane Media and Photography a special presentation of What a Word from the Lord Radio Show featuring conversations with Dr. Lane hosted by Dr. Antherica Lane, board certified obstetrician and gynecologist. Conversations with Dr. Lane, where health and life intersect. Are you ready to learn to live a life that is overflowing with victory and empowerment? Welcome to Conversations with Dr. Lane. Dr. Lane is a board-certified obstetrician and gynecologist. She is committed to addressing health holistically from the mind, body, and soul. Hi, this is Dr. Antherica Lane with Conversations with Dr. Lane. Let's talk about those things that we do not have time to discuss during an appointment. Let's talk about your finances, business, education, relationships. If I can empower you to make healthy decisions in these areas, I am convinced your mind will be more focused and more open to a conversation about your health. Turn up the volume. Get ready for Conversations with Dr. Lane. Hello, this is Dr. Antherica Lane, and welcome to a special episode of Conversations with Dr. Lane on What a Word from the Lord with my co-host, Stevie B. Today, I have the awesome privilege of sharing with you my speech that was given 
at the fourth annual United Sisters Symposium of the Churches of Christ. The United Sisters Symposium is an annual event for Christian women coordinated by Erlene Bryson of Reseda Church of Christ in Reseda, California. This year, her daughter, Stacy Richardson, served as her co-coordinator, and they did a fabulous job. The entire weekend was a blessing. Other speakers included Lisa Willis of Richardson, Texas, Martise Brumfield of Los Angeles, California, and Deborah Houston of San Antonio, Texas. My speech is in progress. You are only missing my acknowledgement that I am a product of Normandy Christian School and Normandy Church of Christ is also my family. Well, here we go. younger than 50 
years old are detected by women themselves. You see, women are beautifully and wonderfully made. However, we are also complex. And oftentimes, our physical health is only the tip of the iceberg of what we call wellness. So today, after much prayer and meditation, my presence here is not about presenting facts and research. I'm glad to come back and do that if you desire. However, today is about how to cultivate wellness in our lives. Wellness is going to require that we literally, literally need to dig deep to that inner part of ourselves that determines the choices that we make, that part of ourselves that controls the messages that we speak and the messages that we absorb, that part of ourselves that dictates where our feet take us and what our eyes see, that part of us that allows us to trust or remain guarded with other women in our lives. You see, as a physician, we are put under a great deal of pressure to move on to the next patient. I don't always have time to talk about those things that I know are important to you. But today, I'm going to take some time and just talk to you. Is that all right? <laughs> I've come to realize from many conversations with patients over the years that wellness is not simply about how many doctor's appointments that you attend or the medications that you've been prescribed. Wellness is ultimately about our connection or our lack of connection to God. This connection is what drives us to make those choices that will promote living a life that is full of victory and empowerment. And guess what? God desires a connection with us. James 4, 8 states that if you come near to God, He will come near to you. I truly believe as a Christian physician that once we have an intimate relationship with our Creator, our hearts will be more open and more accepting of messages that impact our physical health because we want to be pleasing to Him. For our bodies are not our own. We are both with us right. And therefore, our goal should be to honor God with our bodies. The text for my lesson today is John 4, verse 4 through 26. Now Jesus learned that Pharisees had heard that he was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John. Although in fact, it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. So he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had gone through Samaria, so he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of brown Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. And Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is that asked you for drink, you would have asked him, 
and he would have given you the living woman. So the topic that has been placed on my heart is there is no wellness without the well. Mm. <laughs> have you noticed throughout the Old and New Testament the well has been an integral component of a transformational process where God's working in the life of the person at the well. A few known facts about the well. Wells in the ancient Near East were located near towns as well as in wildernesses and desert areas. Drawing water was a task for women and was difficult work. Digging one's own or owning a well was a sign of prosperity. As a limited resource, wells were a vital social and economic asset. Disputes over wells were common. Enemies could target wells before open hostilities. Israel pledged not to drink from the wells of Edom if they would be allowed to pass through their land. The use of wells and other water infrastructure were so important that they were regulated by law. This included principles of ownership, access, and maintenance. For example, lack of use could negate one's claim to ownership. Wells that had been filled in could be redug and reused. Wells could be dangerous. The Torah mandated the covering of wells or pits to prevent injury. Wells were used as scripture as hiding places. At times, they were also used as prisons. Depending on the well, the bottom was generally either several feet of mud and dirty water or dust powder. Prisoners could actually die by sinking. Polluted wells were well known and created danger among the populace. Throughout the Bible, wells were symbolic of supply and provision. A well and its water were symbols of God's promise and his care. The well represents opportunity. They appear small in size, but deep inside. It is connected to something greater, a vast underground supply. Wells are also a manifestation of past generational investment, of time and labor. Wealth can be a form of inheritance from past generations. Generational wealth can be life-giving, or they can perpetuate generations of bitterness, shame, or poverty. The good news is that God is the Redeemer who turns bitter waters into sweet. Wealth plays an important role in the story of God's people. They served as a place of rest and refreshment in a dry land. Wells, just outside a city or village, served as a meeting place for local women, but also for travelers, where news can be passed along. As an image in common life, wells were pictures of physical beauty. Likewise, a dry or broken well served as a metaphor for disobedience. Because wells were the primary source of water, a dry well was a curse. Unfortunately, most wells did not offer a reliable source of water, being dependent on the scarce rainfall or intermittent springs. The dis- 
discovery of a reliable source of water was therefore the cause of much rejoicing. Good wells are generally considered signs of God's providence. In scripture, a number, a number of important meetings take place at a well. And one of the most memorable meetings was between Jesus and the Samaritan woman. This was the Bible's last story of a well. In fitting summary of the Bible's range of uses for well imagery, Jesus meets the Samaritan woman as the archetypal outcast who comes to the well at noon to avoid being present when the community gathers at the well. Jesus infuses new life into the image of the well as he ministers to the Samaritan woman outside of her town. And as the story unfolds, we are reminded of the political, social, and historical significance of the well by John's careful identification of the well as Jacob. Here, the pride of generations is embodied in the Samaritan's ownership. Second, Jesus arrived there as a tired traveler, seeking refreshment, as Jacob and Moses had done before him. The economic necessity of the well is evident. Its depth requires the use of special tools, and when offered the prospect of water that does not need to be drawn daily, the woman is eager at the prospect of escape from the honor's ongoing task. The distinction between the relatively poor quality of water in cisterns that capture rainwater and the high quality of those wells that have springs of living water helps clarify the dialogue between Jesus and the Samaritan when Jesus offered her living water. While Jacob and Moses found wide at the well, Jesus seeks a different bride, those who worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Amidst a poignant knowledge of the woman's history of unfaithfulness, he reveals that he is the one for whom she has been waiting, the bridegroom, the Messiah, who will explain everything to us. One commentator states that Jesus also turns the water-giving well into a full-fledged symbol of salvation. The commentator also states that in the Bible's last well scene, Jesus visits this common setting of opportunity and blessing and reveals it as a metaphor of redemption as we are reminded how the well truly can be a source of transformational wellness in life that has been full of trouble and sin. I challenge you today to join me at a meeting at the well. I want you to think about the wells in your life. Do you have wells that are life-giving, promoting, and fostering wellness? Or do you have wells of bitterness, shame, poverty, or even a well of chronic illness that has been passed on from generation to generation that leaves you feeling discouraged and powerless? Maybe your well is that you are a pleaser, even at your own detriment. Maybe your well is you continuously choose relationships that starve you instead of feed you. Maybe you were just diagnosed with breast cancer and you have a long journey of treatments ahead. Whatever well that you possess, whatever well that you possess, I encourage you to invite God to meet you at the well. Amen. 
researchers that have been referred to as the most rigorous and comprehensive systematic analysis of the modern day literature regarding health and spirituality to date. They noted that for healthy people, spiritual community participation as exemplified by religious service attendance is associated with healthier lives, including greater longevity, less depression, and suicide, and less substance abuse. For many patients, spirituality is important and influences key outcomes and illness, such as quality of life and medical care decisions. Consensus implications included incorporating considerations of spirituality as a part of patient-centered healthcare, and increasing awareness among clinicians and health professionals about the protective, about the protective benefits of spiritual community participation. One research researcher stated, overlooking, overlooking spirituality leaves patients feeling disconnected from the healthcare system and the clinicians trying to care for them. Now listen closely to this part. Integrating spirituality into care can help each person have a better chance of reaching complete well-being and their highest attainable standard of health. In conclusion, when we identify and recognize those life-giving wells in your life, we will be moving on to the path to wellness. This is more than a physical wellness. It is a spiritual wellness that will feed the soul for a lifetime. There are times in our lives when we are going to labor and labor and labor with the hope of seeing the benefit of our wellness. We might grow tired and weary, but God will give strength to the weary. Amen.
that you close your eyes and meditate on these words. Lord, let us not forget you and the power of your life-giving will. I invite you to be my companion on my journey to wellness. Help me to recognize those generational wells that need to be filled and never to be accessed again. Help me to have the strength and the grit to keep on digging new wells because I know for certain that you have a great inheritance for me. Lord, I bring my heart to your living fountain to be filled as a vessel. I bring my hands to do your work. I bring my feet to go and share the news of your promises. God, meet me at the well in my life. I am ready and waiting for you to do great things. And now, sister, I commit you to God. I deposit you in his charge, entrusting you to his protection and care. And I commit you to the word of his grace, to the There you have it. There is no wellness without the well. I pray that this blessed you as much as it blessed me. Special thanks to my brother, John Edmerson, and my mother, Dr. Lachelle Edmerson, for recording the video, which served as the source of my audio. As always, a special shout out to Marvin Lane, my husband and technical producer, for ensuring that everything runs smoothly behind the scenes. I encourage you to click, like, follow, subscribe, and share. To my podcast audience, thank you for your support. We will talk again soon. been listening to Dr. Antherica Lane with Conversations with Dr. Lane, a special segment of What a Word from the Lord. Back to you, Stevie B. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. All right, Uh, brothers and sisters, we came to lift you up to encourage you. To open up the word of God and stop leaning on your own understanding. Come on, committed. I need you. Don't you give up. These are your best days. This is, this is, this is the first day of.
from the Lord Radio Show.